Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Beware. Beware. This is the one best podcast where we review bad stuff. It's not just enough to just review the stuff, so we will review some stuff. Thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast Birdcast Edition with not Christian Bale Batman, but Michael Keaton Batman. I'm your host, Andrew Crafty, alongside... What's that? It's, it's Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Quimby. I'm sorry. I was speaking Batman. I'm sorry you can't understand me. <laughs> I don't think anyone can understand him. Uh, what do we have in store tonight? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. We it's we are we are discussing. It. We are discussing the 1989 Batman movie. Or as commonly referred to as Batman '89, or Tim Burton Bat Tim Burton's Batman too. You can call it that too. Okay, Tim Burton's Batman. I don't. Anyways, it's the movie that came out in 1989, the first live-action Batman film since the '60s. Yes, our first dark Batman. Our first, our first live-action movie we're doing. Oh yeah, for the for this podcast, this is our first live action podcast review thingamajigger. Only took fifteen episodes to do it. This is number fifteen episode of Batcast. Podcast. Um, that that's just that's just the motto of this podcast. We say things. Badcast. <laughs> we say things. That's that's the uh, theme of this. And I guess we'll go before we start. Oh, how are you doing today, Andrew, by the way? Not that we didn't talk for a couple hours before the show. We call it prep time. Well, we get nothing accomplished and then start the podcast. Yes, our two hours of rambling about our lives and days and everything it's christmas so you know work sucks but in general i'm fine i'm doing wonderful yeah the worst holiday of the year i'm not at work now which means i'm automatically much better true i mean i'll be at work tomorrow and the next day and then on sunday but (laughs) with that me as well great 12 hour day well, I don't know. And hopefully I don't fall out of the lift. But maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll find we'll find out if there's an episode 16 of this podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned. Does Andrew fall out of the lift? Well, that that was an awkward beginning. Um, I guess we'll Isn't that go what we do here? to our Yeah, we we don't we don't have any type of structure at all. So I guess we'll go in. Yeah. You know, let's go into the segment. You're gonna interrupt me again. <laughs> I, I I guess you can do whatever you're gonna do. I don't know. We don't have a structure here. 
All right. We'll go into the analytics. This is Mr. Quimby's favorite um, part of the show, favorite segment, right? It, it was before when I used to believe the analytics were real. I'm now questioning if that's true or not. But what yeah, do they have to say I, this week? Well, our last episode of uh, Beware the Batman was uh, 16 plays, so... Right around our average, so that's not bad. And okay. our highest rated show is a three-way tie with um, Mask of the Phantasm, Doom, and Public Enemies. And guess how many uh, views they all have. Exactly 50. Exactly. Never can get over 50. I guess it's just it's stuck. 50 people listen to it and they're like, you know what? This is enough. Is, and is then the right at, stuck at 47? 49. Ooh, it actually moved up a little bit. Mystery of the Batwoman. And then uh, Sub Zero is at 47. Where, where's Red so Sun hanging out? not on here anymore. <gasps> Red Sun's gone? I thought Red Sun was at 50. Yeah, I thought it was too. I just wanted to know maybe it moved. But I guess not. It'd probably tell you if it moved. These analytics are getting sadder and sadder every week. I do I do actually believe yeah, the, like our number of plays from last week. I feel like that's semi-accurate. But after after I feel like after a week out, those numbers just become irrelevant. I mean, maybe they're real, but maybe they can only go up to 50. Maybe. I don't know. I will say that out of all our Beware the Batman episodes, our highest uh, played one was... We had 42 for the first Beware the Batman one we did. And okay. then, we uh-huh. dro- then we fell down to 37, 38, 30... 31, 20, and 16. So as our audience realized that it's no longer interesting and just gave up on us with Beware the Batman. <laughs> Red Sun's at 45 plays. Oh, so it is still there. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing over 50. Unless <laughs> maybe we just can't get over 50. I think it's possible. No, that's too much of a coincidence to have that many shows sitting at 50. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, next segment. <laughs> that was a fun segment. Uh, let's go into uh, our email. Ah, the so mailbag. We actually received an email this week. And what did we say? We said... If we get an email, we will read the email. Unfortunately, this email has nothing to do with Batman or Batcast at all. But I may be rich soon. I got a wonderful email. It is from Aisha Muammar Gaddafi, who is the daughter of an embedded... President uh, in, in battle, embattled, embattled, I can't read words, president of Libya, 
who is blah 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 I, I this is like a 10 paragraph thing i'm not actually reading this whole thing um but apparently her father has 15.8 million dollars in fro- in bank accounts and they have chosen me as an honest and reliable person to help stand as the trustee so that i could present them to funds to transfer the money to an account that will not be frozen so all they need me to do is give them all of my personal information and also my bank account so that I can send them the funds so that I can get a portion of the $15.8 million that is owed to this person. Huh. And I need to keep this. I, I broke the rule, unfortunately, that if this if this becomes public knowledge they will freeze the accounts immediately so i need to keep this transaction only to myself and not tell anyone so i think i might have just frozen the bank account so i might not get rich now but we did get an email <laughs> i i i will i i will, I will count that as progress that's the only one we got. Like, we didn't get. We didn't. We didn't get another one. Did you? You just sent me an email, didn't you? No. It. Really. That's that's odd that you suddenly just brought that up. As we're recording immediately, and suddenly a new email pops up. From, guy default. Yahoo.com. We're just gonna. Is this is that's this we're not, doing this now? That's not my. That's not my email. Oh, I'm Mad oh really? Dog 1988. I'm Mad Dog 1988. Wow, you just gave your email out. That's probably a poor idea. That's not, that's, <laughs> that's actually fine. We don't receive emails, anyways. <laughs> we don't. I will read this from Guy Default that isn't you in any way, obviously. <laughs> Not hey, me. This is my favorite show. I listen every week. This question is for Andrew. How do you stay in the other Andrew? Thank you. Good day. <laughs> I do appreciate that the grammar in this email is about as good as the other email. I didn't do that. <laughs> you didn't do that? <laughs> I did you're, not. You're, you're sticking with that story? I have proof I didn't do it. It's not my email. Oh, okay. As you're one, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll believe your proof, even though you're one of the few people in the world that I know that still uses Yahoo. Um, but oh okay. yeah, I use, I use Yahoo because of my fantasy. Mm-hmm. Fantasy sports. But yeah, like I, like I don't, like I can't think of anyone else that I know that uses a Yahoo email address. Well, maybe it's a fan of the show. Okay. Uh, Maybe he this wants guy. to know 
They didn't so give me a name. This question or what? They didn't give me a name, unfortunately. <laughs> so I can't. I can't give them the credit for this question. You said um, his I, name I, was uh, Default Guy or something. Uh, yeah, the email is Guy Default. Guy Default. Huh. I feel. I feel, Isn't that the person who played Wonder Woman? Guy Default. That no, never mind. The guy who played Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, I because her name is like what is it, Gal 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 or something, and it was Guy Default. I never mind. Anyways, I don't know that other Andrew guy. Sometimes I wonder if he just exists in my brain, and I'm going insane. Well, Mister Default, I'll answer that question because it's definitely addressed to me. Um, Obviously, I uh, I do I can stand the other Andrew, but I don't like it when he accuses me of things of uh, stuff he has no proof that I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't appreciate that very much. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, anyways. Other than that, we're we're pretty we, cool. We did watch a movie this week. For we we <laughs> there there is content to this podcast. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting off to a really good start. Yes, uh, that's this. Yeah, we really need to. So Batman, Batman's a thing. We we yeah. do talk about Batman. So so overall, let me just your initial impression. Good, bad, what you were expecting. Expecting? Were you well, were you pleased? Not pleased? What what is your so just you, your initial uh, overall feeling I, about? The I have a question. I have a question. A response question to that question first. Um, okay. Sounds like a politician uh, answer. Politician. I'm yeah. Answer a question. With a, answer a question with another question. That sounds like a very politician way to answer the question. Okay. Fair. So, <laughs> are you asking me? No. It sounds like something maybe a lawyer would say. Are you asking me um, my my initial uh, reaction to the movie when I first first saw it, or saw it like yesterday? Saw it. Saw it yesterday. I saw it. Like, how do you how do you how did you feel after when when the credits rolled, the movie was over? How how did you feel about it? What was your? I liked it. I actually uh, I enjoyed it. There's, I think a few things haven't aged very well. I think the action hasn't aged well at all. But at the same time, when I think about it, the animated series, you didn't see a lot of action in that either. So in retrospect, I guess I'll give that kind of a pass because um, maybe it wasn't until more recently Batman had a little bit more action to him. And you got to remember, if you're thinking about the comics, I mean, there's not a lot of action in comics anyways because it's it's all drawn. So it's like it's not going to be as... Um, it's not like a Christian, like the Christian Bale Batman's where it's like heavy action. Um, I don't think he came off as action hero Batman, but he definitely wasn't detective Batman either. It was like something in between. 
Like, he did a little detective work in this, but not a lot. Like, you didn't actually see him solve anything. He did solve the the one, the toxin, but they didn't actually show you, they didn't actually show it. They just just knew the answer. He he also did have a microscope. Mic, he had a microscope in the Batcave, which obviously means he was smart. Right. This was or an possibly Batman. Alfred is. Maybe but Alfred he solved was, it. Right. He was intelligent. Like he wasn't stupid, and it looked like he's been doing this for a little while too. Mm-hmm. But they. Uh, I will say that the first time the cops, like when Gordon saw Batman for the very first time, his reaction was priceless. <laughs> or he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there is one of them. Like, oh God, they, the rambling druggies on the street we keep picking up that keep talking about a Batman. <laughs> Actually true. Also, for the record, when he like, he like ambushes like the petty criminals and beats the crap out of him and is like, tell everyone what you saw here, that I am a Batman, or whatever he said. Like, if you really want people to, like, know and fear you, maybe you should, like, show yourself to a little more reputable criminal than the two guys that, like, were dope. He wants criminals, he wants, like, street criminals to be afraid of him. I think that's what it was. Like, he just wants, (laughs) like, he wants people like street criminals to think twice before committing a petty crime mm-hmm. because he will be there and it's not going to be worth it. So I thought that was actually pretty effective. I just wish he would have done some stuff that were a little bit more terrifying, but I think holding he, that guy he his, over, he held his yeah. arms and Cape in a very bat like pose over and over again. Isn't that terrifying? <laughs> I, I get what they were trying to do. It was the first time Batman was on screen. Um, now, when you saw the very beginning, did you think at first, were you thinking, like, are they really doing a Batman origin? Like, they're going to show his parents get killed in the alleyway? Like, that's, I was wondering if that's what they were doing in the very, very beginning. But I'm like, this doesn't even make uh, sense because yeah, they yeah. look like a poor family. <laughs> yeah, wh- when that was happening, I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, wait, is this, this is, like, his parents dying and everything like that? And then just, like... They just knocked the guy out and ran off, and I'm like, wait a second. His parents don't get killed? <laughs> That's what I thought in the big, like when I was watching it, but I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's no way this is even relative because that did not look like a very extremely wealthy family. I mean, they were trying to take a taxi. And Thomas Wayne, I can't see him ever being a taxi. I don't know. I feel like he might be a frugal individual. I, I I don't think he would be. We've met Thomas Wayne before, and he he's not the taxi type. Mm, okay. We've met him in Flashpoint. All right. Uh. So let me let me ask you. So. So I, I I agree pretty similarly. Like yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Like yeah, there was there's a few there's a few things here and well that just didn't age well, and there are little issues here. But like in general, I really enjoyed it. But there's one thing. It was the how did you feel the aesthetic of the city? I really just enjoyed the, it. It was so well done. I just it, I know 
the city was designed like obviously it was probably all miniatures and everything it was most of the sets and stuff like that but like the every time they showed the city it felt like if if you just somebody just just showed someone this picture of the city and be like which superhero city do you think this is? And be like, I don't know. That seems like a place Batman would be. Like, it just felt like Gotham. Like, it's it was like everything was like almost like everything was almost like steampunk kind of thing. There's pipes everywhere. Everything was kind of like big and imposing. It was all very. It was almost like city. a live action cartoon. Like it, it felt like a. Yeah. You felt like you were in a comic. You felt like you were in a comic world. You're in a cartoon world. Like, it, it felt Batman. Yeah, and I it think felt, that was the tone oh, it was of really, it. Yeah, that this. And the before whole we get into that, we need to talk about the music. Really good. Because the music is what sets the tone. Because you have that epic Batman theme in the very beginning, and mm-hmm. when you've heard it, were you like, "This is awesome. This is pretty awesome." Like the the build up to the composed theme. It was just, yeah, like, it's when it was playing, whatever, I'm like, it really sounds familiar. I'm like, I feel like that's, like, the cartoon one, isn't it? Like, that's kind of what I thought. And I'm not super familiar with the animated series or whatever. So, yeah, so you you said it's the same theme, whatever. Like, see, like, I'm not familiar enough with the anime to realize that, but it, like, it sounded familiar. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely from something else, too. Like, it's the same kind of theme. Like, so that was interesting. Yeah, because they took... They took Elfman's theme and they kind of redid it a little bit, made it faster pace, and that was the animated series theme. Now that was the only Danny Elfman music they used in the animated series was just the theme. Okay. And then then they went away from it and went with more Shirley Walker's music because Shirley Walker did the majority of the music for that show, and I think she did a little work on this movie too, but I'm not sure. I thought she was an understudy of Danny Elfman. Now. Danny Elfman was a a musician before all this. Like he was a lead singer of a band, and he was just told, "Oh yeah, you got you got to compose this music." And he's like, "I'm not a composer." And, <laughs> and he makes that theme. So not ba- not bad for a guy who doesn't compose music. Yeah. Like I um, wouldn't compose anything that well if I someone was like compose a theme. It would be terrible. Yeah, my my theme would be like, this is the one best podcast, and we are going to talk about Batman stuff, and maybe it we're going to f- find out about a sword that might make pizza or kill people. That'd be my theme. I'm so glad you just did that, because that's our new theme. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> you better add music to it. I'm just gonna. It's, 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 I'm just gonna. That's gonna be. It's gonna be the wear the Batman with that overlaid over top of it. <laughs> it makes no sense. We're learning about a sword that makes pizza. I I still believe the sword may make pizza. At some point, though, the Soul Taker sword is long gone now. No, so, it makes pizza in season two. There's no season two, and it's not coming back. But, the, but I can believe in the sword making pizza in season two. So Anyways, we we get the we get the scene on the rooftop, and then we we flash to I think the people being inter- I think the police being interviewed, 
And this is where we get introduced to Robert Wu's character. I think his name is Elliot. Mike, you think that's, that that sound right? I, I, are you talking about the reporter? Yeah, isn't his name Elliot? Uh, sure, that sounds like it could be a name. It's played by the actor Robert Wu. So I, I want to say his name was Elliot. I thought that's what she called him. But I'm not sure. And I wish I, I had don't, it in front of me. I don't know names. I don't use names. I'm bad with names. Well, anyway, Elliot. I'm happy that I'm happy that I remember that that Bruce Wayne is Batman half the time. Oh, that's great for a guy who runs a podcast. But um, yeah. well, <laughs> I don't know have, things well, we or names, Lewis. and I actually don't. I I don't know things, names, nothing. And honestly, I I don't know anything at all. I'm surprised I was able to get to work this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Start calling yes, you Noah. We had, <laughs> and we had also had um, uh, what was it? Uh, Lois Lane. Um, I mean Vicky Vale. Lois Lane. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vicky Vale. Yeah, it's. Who, um, she's basically yeah. Batman's Lois Lane. <laughs> Essentially, but she's a photographer. She's not a reporter. But she acts more like a reporter than a photographer. All That's she does because, is reporter things. Yeah, it's because she has this fascination with Batman. She wants to get a picture of him. And she's fascinated with bats. It was such a weird scene because she was just kind of sitting there. And uh, Elliot's like, hello, legs. Like something someone totally from the 90s would say. Yep. <laughs> if you said that today at your job, you'd be fired. Yep. That'd be considered uh, sexual harassment. And then you'd have to go to uh, a seminar and learn about it. And then OJ Simpson would show up and and teach you right from wrong. And yeah, the rest is history. I, I don't know what work you're working at, but that's an interesting <laughs> place, man. <laughs> the OJ Simpson seminar. You can afford OJ Simpson for your sexual harassment seminar. That's pretty fancy. <laughs> Who didn't get arrested for sexual harassment? <laughs> Actually, it was straight up murder. <laughs> Anyways, that's not what he was being tried for. <laughs> Anyways, the um, how'd you like Elliot or Robert Wu's character? He was a douchebag. Okay, fine. I understand like what he, the character he was playing, but I mean, like, did you think this character was a, a, a good addition to the movie? Or do you think they could have just not done this at all? Because I actually really like him in this, in this role. I, I think really? it, it kind of—he could have not existed in the movie, and you, it wouldn't have made any difference. Oh yeah, I know that, but I think it adds because it can—you can tell stories that uh, you can progress the story a little bit without having to have Batman involved with it. It's nice to know other people's points of view. Of uh, I, I like that they're like there's this. There's this mystery, is there actually a bat person running around Gotham? And uh, Elliot kind of comes off as Fox Mulder as, like, the crazy one who keeps saying there's this bat person, but he can't get a quote from anybody. So his stories are just... Because back then, when you were a reporter and you had and you wrote in the newspaper, if you couldn't get a quote, they didn't print your story. Mm-hmm. Not like today, where anybody can write an article online. Yeah. And write anything about anybody and change public opinion 
by just a fake article that has mm-hmm. no facts based off it whatsoever, and there's no accountability whatsoever. But that's a different podcast. This is yeah. a um, <laughs> this is a I would consider him a good reporter because he does his job the right way, and he's printing. He's not. He's not printing articles that are fake. But the only quotes he can get are from crazy drug dealers or like common street criminals that aren't really reliable. So I think it actually does add to the story. Okay. So we get introduced to Vicki Vale, who right away you can tell this is going to be the love interest of the movie. You can mm-hmm. tell right off the bat because they always have to put those in, in these comic book movies. Which is kind you, of funny you, because... You, you realized it right off the bat? Oh, yeah. Because in every superhero movie, they always do this. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of slows it down a little bit because... Um, <laughs> I, I'm okay with it if it makes sense. I just feel like uh, Batman is Batman for a reason. And when Batman is Batman, he's not... He's not looking for a way out, and that's what this kind of is. Like, like take a look back to Masochism, who, who I think did the love interest the right way by showing yeah. something from Batman's past. And he was willing to give up being Batman to live a, a normal life. Well, I think if they did something similar to that... And maybe she was she knew Bruce from the past, and she's coming back to visit him, like Master mm-hmm. of the Phantasm. I think that could have worked. I feel like this just comes off very forced to me. That even- yeah, it's very weird. It's just like he barely meets this girl. They basically have a one night stand, and then she stalks him for weeks right. on end, and right. he then falls in love with her, I guess, and wants to tell her that he's Batman just because they had, like, one date where they slept together, and then she called him a lot, and he didn't respond. Right. It didn't come off... uh, I felt like the love of... I felt like the Joker having his fake love interest in her was more believable than the Batman one. Yes. The Joker Vicky Vale relationship was actually a more sound relationship than <laughs> the Bruce Wayne relationship. Because at least he didn't stand her up multiple times. Yes, he was always there for her. <laughs> so, we're also introduced to uh, a character named Jack N- Naper or Nipper or whatever. And I think it's Naper. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Pretty much, he, he's the Joker. Um, so they gave him a little bit of a who he was before the Joker, just a uh, pretty much like a crime underboss. And he has his own little crew that works for the main boss. Um, he's got the best, maybe the best henchman of any movie uh, called Bob. His name is just Bob. And he's just—he's always there for the—he's—he's he's Joker's number one man, number one guy. Okay. Uh, just saying that where where he like had that moment where he was like holding him and was like, "Yeah, you're my number one." That was the most weirdest, awkwardest scene ever. 
Well, you know why you didn't, right? Why? In the beginning of the movie, um, that mob boss, the main guy, yeah, he went he up called to him his... Jack. He did the same thing to Jack Nicholson's character. He's like, Jack, I need you. You are my number one. And he did the same thing to Bob, which is foreshadowing. Oh, that that's foreshadowing until he's going to turn on him. Oh, I didn't even catch that, honestly. Uh-huh. I didn't catch it either. I always remember the first scene. I mean, I'm the second scene. I didn't remember the first one. Like, when I first saw this <laughs> a couple of times, this is the first time I caught that. I'm like, mm. that's why he did it. He's imitating his old boss. I will say, at the end, that was a really sad moment. Oh, for Bob. When he, when he killed Bob. <laughs> He's like, Bob, gun. He just shoots him. <laughs> I was so disappointed by that. I'm like, Bob has been the best side. Like, he was always there. He was actually competent. He's one uh-huh. of the... He was actually a competent henchman. I know. And he took those... He took great photos of Vicki Vale and uh, yeah. Robert Wu and Bruce Wayne. Like, they were, like... And, they were taken, like, by a photographer. Yeah. And he killed him. He's the joker. Because he didn't know that <laughs> Batman had a flying bat jet. <laughs> he didn't know he that. that? <laughs> exactly. He died because he didn't know Batman had a flying bat jet. <laughs> That's amazing, if you think about it, because it's totally something the Joker would do, wouldn't it? Hold somebody <laughs> accountable for something that there's no possible way they would be able to do that. That was a very amusing scene that he goes. Why didn't anyone tell me he had that thing? Like, how <laughs> Why didn't anyone, anyone tell me this? he had one of those things? <laughs> like, he took how, my balloons. Also, I'm just, I'm just saying, that jet thing had some like crazy guns and rockets on it. Like, that thing could have like taken out the freaking city on its own. He just had like chain yeah. guns and missiles and just like well, ridiculous. I guess we'll just get, we'll get into the gadgets. The gadgets were very and really looked like these gadgets were made for the movie to sell toys to kids, and it worked because <laughs> I wanted to buy all these toys. I think I did have all these toys as a kid. I had the Batmobile. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I like that those batarangs he was throwing. They actually had the bat symbol. Um, the yeah. the bat his his grapple gun his everything about it the Batmobile looked like a, something out of the cartoons like this is a guy <laughs> who clearly if he's a real person he clearly has some issues that he's going like this far out he has a a bat he has a bat car that looks like a bat that he drives in a uh, a plane that is shaped like a bat. Like, I know it's, it looks funny in the cartoons, but even in the cartoons, like, his bat jet looks like a jet. This one looks like a straight-out bat jet. Like, the, <laughs> the way the, the jet is, like, curved, it doesn't seem like you'd be able to fly. <laughs> yes. Because it looks like the bat symbol. Yeah, it's very... But, but it's, it's, it's... It was a very cool bat jet, I will admit that. Oh, it was amazing. And then it was disappointingly shot down by Joker pulling a three-foot p- pistol out of his pants. 
<laughs> shooting the badget out of the sky. Great. So I guess let's kind of back backtrack a little bit because we we jumped to the end of the movie almost. Hey, but, uh, there's no tracks here. We go wherever anyways, we want. It's true. So we're introduced to Jack's character, and he's being told that he's going to lead this operation in this chemical plant. To it doesn't really matter why they're there. It's a setup. Clearly, it's a setup. And uh, Gordon gets word that there's something going on. They're all at Bruce's party. I guess we'll skip all the Vicky Vale shit because it's not important. And then yeah. uh, we get the we get the first interaction with Jack and Batman. And uh, Batman shows up, and Jack's like, "Jesus Christ!" Like seeing this thing, it's like, "Whoa, what is this thing?" <laughs> and <laughs> Bob, you know, Bob has a gun to Commissioner Gordon. Again, yes. I'm gonna give Bob. A, I'm gonna give Bob a lot of credit. Bob is the only knows reason that Jack is not in jail right now. Right. Well, like, I mean, I'm gonna give Bob. I'm gonna give Bob some credit here. That he took a either he just took a chance or he knew that Batman was a good person and would stand down if he pointed a gun at an innocent person. <laughs> oh God! That what if, what if Batman was just like okay <laughs> and just <laughs> let Gordon die? What if he didn't care? <laughs> that would have backfired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he knew. That he he knows Batman more than anybody else in that room knew him. Mm-hmm. Like Bob wasn't even phased by Batman. See Bob. Fact, Bob probably Bob believed in Batman. He heard the street rumors and he knew. He do you probably think when they were pitching. Do you think when they were pitching the idea for this Bob character in the meeting room and they came up with him, like Joker needs a henchman? Well. What if we gave her a clown girl? No, 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 that'll never sell. We need a henchman. Okay, fine. We'll give him this dude. And then, like, no, no, no. We need a guy who just is super smart. The fans will just absolutely love him, but he won't say much in the movie. Okay, fine. What's his name? Bob! Do you know what? Okay. I, 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 before, no last before name, I... just Bob. Before they actually said his name, and he just, they they showed him like actually being competent. I thought he was gonna be um, crap. What's his name? Victor Victor Zaus. Oh, Victor Zaus. Zaz. Yeah. Victor Zaz. Yeah, Zaz. Yeah. He kind of had Victor Zaz from the Gotham series you're talking about, right? Yes, that's kind of. I thought that was going to be who he was, kind of, and then he was just Bob, and I'm like, oh, okay. But he very much felt like that, like the Victor Zaz for what from Gotham, which is pretty much the only place I really know him from. Um, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, he, because the he comic book very, version yeah. of Victor Zaz, the comic book version is not the Gotham version. The Gotham version is significantly better. Okay. That's good to know. Because in the comic book version, he's just a dude who uh, cuts scars into himself for every person he's killed. Okay. He's just kind of like a serial killer, I guess, in a way. In <laughs> the Gotham series, he's he's a hitman for the mob, for uh, Falcone. And yeah. I think that works a lot better. 
Mm-hmm. Because it gives him a personality. And he's great in that role, by the way. Yeah. But I definitely feel like, see, like Bob would have, Bob kind of had that same kind of thing. Yes. He's a hitman for the mob. Mm-hmm. But he works for Jack. He values Jack. So then Jack gets thrown into the vat of chemicals via accident and then comes out as the Joker, essentially. We get a little foreshadowing in the beginning where uh, Jack is playing with cards while he's playing with a Joker card. That was a little foreshadowing, just in case yeah. Just in case the audience member didn't know who this character was. I think that was a good touch because you had to do stuff like that. Because you got to remember that before this movie was made, the only interpretation that most people had of Batman was the 60s. So this new generation of Batman fans have no idea who any of these characters are. There were no Batman cartoons. The, the comics were pretty much dead. And this was, they were trying to relive. And most people didn't read comics yet. Like it wasn't, it, comics was not a popular thing in general. So like the kids that didn't watch Batman 66, they don't know what the Joker is. Probably they don't know who the Joker is. In fact, because of this movie, it's why we have all the animated films we have today. It's why Mark Hamill exists. It's why all of this, like, why Batman rose from being, you know, a popular character in the 60s to being practically dead for a couple of decades to arguably just as popular as Star Wars. Which is crazy to think about. Okay. That one that one character from an entire comic book industry has probably the same popularity as, say, Star Wars, Mickey Mouse, and Bugs Bunny. Mm. He okay, has that then. same type of iconic stature. You see the bat symbol, everyone knows what that is. They know that's Batman. I highly doubt you could walk down the street and ask random people on the street who Batman, like, do you know who Batman is? Yeah, it's Batman. I'd almost argue that 90% of them would know that Batman's Bruce Wayne. Might even be higher. I, I, want, to, I want to run these surveys. <laughs> to test you really this don't theory. think so? I don't, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there is a certain percentage of people who literally have no idea. In America? Yeah. That aren't like, that aren't less than five years old. Yeah. I feel like there is a good chunk of people like just because you, uh, I don't know think so. this and you talk to people who know this. Does, but there is a chunk of people you do not interact with that like are like that. I get I that. But you're talking those to... stupid, bat, like bat movies or super movies. I don't. I care think it's for the same amount of people that don't watch anything Star Wars related too. Okay. I'm not disputing that. I think that the bat symbol itself is very iconic that just about anyone living in the United States knows that that's Batman. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm saying that he's a very iconic character, at least in the United States. Okay. The fact that I feel like he's just as iconic as anything else that's in pop culture. And it, and it, he wasn't for a long time. Because Batman's been around forever. No pun intended. And, um, like, everybody, just about everyone knows what Bugs Bunny is, what Mickey Mouse is, what Star Wars is, and then Batman. I'm sure there's other things I'm, that I'm not, uh, that I'm forgetting, too. But if I'm thinking of, like, iconic pulp culture things in the United States, like, those are the things that pop in my head. And Bugs Bunny might be falling on that list a little bit. Yeah. Just, be, just because there's not a lot of... Bugs Bunny's more 90s, I'd say. Like, he was probably... I mean. Clearly, their cartoons were way before that, but I'm saying, like, the height of his popularity was probably in the 90s. And I think probably at the turn of the century, he fell off quite a bit. Mickey Mouse will probably be around forever because Disney is the number one company in the fucking world, it seems like. So Mickey yeah. Mouse will, will be iconic probably forever. Where Warner Brothers kind of gets a new toy every once in a while and they'll throw one off to the side. They don't just push like they did with Mickey Mouse to the moon. Like they did with Bugs, but like Warner Brothers should have done with uh, with uh, Bugs Bunny, but they've had their toys, they've had their Animaniacs, they've had their Batman, <laughs> but it seems like Batman's taken over the spot of Warner Brothers. But not a lot of people know that Batman is associated with Warner Brothers. I did not know that. Yeah, that's the big. Uh, that's why Disney doesn't have him. <laughs> That's why Disney doesn't have DC, because DC is affiliated with Warner Brothers. Hmm. Man, can you if, if if Disney ever God, they would that that's like I feel like one of the last large holdouts to their whole like yep. monopoly on everything is just the DC side of things. Yep. Well, Warner Brothers would have to give that up. And they're not going to because it's the only thing that keeps them competitive with Disney. Mm-hmm. Is the DC license. Because DC... And they wouldn't give a shit about DC if Batman wasn't in it. Now, now yeah. if, the, if Batman were to ever break away from DC and just went on its own, like it wasn't part of the DC universe anymore, it was just its own universe, then mm-hmm. I think... Warner Brothers would be willing to give up DC for the right price. Because at that point, you're talking about Superman is probably your next biggest name out of that. And Superman is popular, don't get me wrong, but I don't feel like he has the same iconic status as Batman. I don't know. What Not is anymore. It? Wonder, Not Wonder anymore. Man? He used to. Women's he used to. Right now. It's a fad, though. It's always, th- th- these are just fads. You got to look at it. Like, Spider-Man was the most popular superhero uh, back in, like, 2000. And then Iron Man came out. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's just like, it's all what the fat is. Batman's been consistent for, you know, three decades now. Have they remade Iron Man three times? And Batman has been uh, 
around since, you know, forever. And he's always been DC's cash cow. The whole time. Like, the point, the point I'm trying to make is Batman is so iconic that people know they're villains. They, like, if you're not a Marvel fan, you don't know the Marvel villains. But Marvel fans or non-comic book fans know a lot of the Batman villains. They know Joker. They probably know Penguin. Like, those, uh, and probably the next, the next one after that would be, like, I don't know. Maybe Two-Face. But, I mean, like, the, the main ones that they know is, uh, and Catwoman. But a lot of, some people probably don't know that Catwoman's from Batman either, because that might be its own little thing. And it's saying, like, DC will always be around as long as Batman's around. Mm-hmm. That's why they struggle pushing their other characters. Their Aquamans and shit like that. They have to, like, get a whole audience for that stuff. That's why they're really trying to do the Marvel route, and I feel like they need to just focus on what they do good at, and they do good at Batman. <laughs> Granted, when they try to have him interact and they try to change it up and put the wrong people in charge, you get train wrecks. But the um, Batman is their cash cow; it always will be. Yeah. And yet, I feel like they use him so ineffectually. I agree. I completely agree with that. And that's my biggest issue with it. Like, there there needs to be a Batman show. Mm-hmm. I think they're afraid to do that, though. I think that purely comes on fear. Because that see, if, the problem, if it's bad, they feel like it, if bar. the show is bad, they're afraid it will ruin Batman's reputation, and then they're done. Because that's the one thing they have protected is Batman. And if they mm-hmm. fuck Batman up again, if Batman takes another big hit, that might be it for him. People might just lose interest in him altogether. Yeah, because I don't know. To do see the problem is they've set a bar of Batman with their ridiculously flashy, big, expensive movies. And anything less than that would probably be a failure in most people's eyes. See, I think that this movie, this Batman 89 movie, I felt like this could have been an excellent TV show. By the way they would, by the way they were building the storytelling they did in this movie. Yeah, it almost the slow burn. It was very slow burn. Like they were, yeah. It almost felt like they like set. It was like this movie almost felt like it was a setup for a TV show. Yes, because they what they laid. They have all these characters. They laid out all these characters. They introduced you to these background characters that you're like, like Commissioner Gordon. Frankly, he didn't even need to be a named character. He could have just been. The, the chief, the commissioner, like, but they gave him, they gave him the name and they give like, and everything like that. And they, they like introduce and they have the whole, like the, the bat symbol flash thing, whatever they revealed at the end, like they created a whole thing where like, you could easily like this 
easily transition it into a TV show. They set it up for it. Yeah. And if you're going to do a TV show, a Batman TV show, I feel like this is the way you do it. Not a lot of like action scenes because they don't do those very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't, it wouldn't be like Arrow because Arrow had some incredible action scenes for a TV yeah. show. Yeah. Um, almost movie-like action. Mm-hmm. Their effects were really good in their action scenes. But what makes Batman... Because you could have done a lot of cool detective stuff like this. Of him just solving crimes and shit like that. Solving shit. And then as jet, as you get better technology, you can up the action a little bit. How'd you like Michael Keaton as Batman, by the way? Or as Bruce Wayne? He, uh, like, I, I think he was good. Like, I don't know if he, he wasn't. I don't know if he was like spectacular, but I would say he's he was he was a good Batman. He was very standoffish, um, likable, but very um, almost not very moody. But you could tell there was there was a lot of pain with him still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene when he goes to the uh, you know where his parents died in the alleyway, and he just he sets those flowers there, and he just kind of has a moment and you could feel it, but he doesn't show it. Yeah. Because that's what a normal man would do. You don't show him because back then, if you show emotion, you're weak, Mm -hmm. but you could tell he was hurting. Yeah. I mean, the fact that his parents being murdered wasn't public news was, um, very interesting to me. Like the, I'm surprised that the the media didn't even know that. See, I feel like maybe he's just not as big I, of a character in that universe than Batman is normally in the TV shows. Yeah, I feel like in I feel like in this in this version of Batman, like I feel like his parents were just normal rich people and just oh another couple rich people got gunned down in an alley by some nobody's whatever i feel like it wasn't as big of news compared to in a lot of versions it's like oh my god the waynes were murdered because they're like the name in the city in this version it kind of felt like they were just like oh they're just some more rich people who cares and a couple rich people get and then another thought i had was it's i would i wouldn't be surprised if like alfred like use the Wayne influence to maybe suppress it a little bit. So then he wouldn't have to like deal with that about everyone being like, Oh, it's the kid whose parents died kind of thing. Right. So Tim Burton said for a Batman movie to work in 1989, this is, uh, he said for it to work, they had to tell the, they couldn't tell a story about Batman. They had to tell a story about Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did in this movie. It was more about Bruce than it was Batman. Yeah. I kind of had a little issue with it because, like, Batman is Batman and pretends to be Bruce Wayne. But I get what they're trying to do. Because you got to remember that this is his version of Batman. I did like, for the most part, that he tried to keep the no-kill code in his, in his mind. I do like that. It means Tim Burton, for the most part, he did his homework on the character. 
that Batman doesn't kill. Um, he did flat out murder a dude at the end. He got a little murdery there at the end, but I think for the yeah, most part, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a pass because for the most of the movie, he didn't. And he went out of his way not to kill for the most part. Mm-hmm. He just, like I said, when he threw that guy off the tower, that was a little murdery. And um, the Joker thing was probably a little murdery, but you could maybe argue that he's trying to prevent him from getting away. I don't know. I'd say it's a little murder. Maybe he didn't know the statue was going to go with him. Maybe he thought that it would prevent him from leaving because the statue did break. Mm-hmm. So it looked so, okay. so Theoretically, kind of an accident. Just... Let's just throw this out there. Okay, so let's say that the statue did not break and he was just yeah. tethered. What was the best case scenario there? He he lets go of the ladder and falls. And just he falls fall and like smashes no, his head the, against the brick wall? Yeah, but he could, po- he could pro- possibly survive that. Probably would because he'd brace the fall. He'd probably put his hands up. It's not like his hands were tied. But his his hands were in the wrong orientation to stop himself from sure. But if you put you put your hands in front of your face, and you might survive. You're hanging from your foot. It's mm-hmm. a movie. Like obviously, in real life, he'd probably have a broken leg, a uh, smashed up face. But in a movie, he'd probably survive. Okay. In a cartoon, he'd survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we watch Katana run up bridges and hey. fall from. 90 feet using, on her yeah, face and using, not die. If we're using cartoon Batman logic here, Joker should have survived the fall off that tower. Fair. But, like, no, I'm just saying, um, I'm not going to count that as a flat-out, like, murder. The, uh, the guy he threw off the tower, that was a little murdery for me. Yeah, that, there wasn't really a maybe he'll survive the 100-foot drop kind of thing. <laughs> that. I mean, he did throw him off of it. It's not like it was the, he missed, he tried to get him and he missed, which is probably what they should have done, so he didn't kill him. No, mm-hmm. he just, like, he catapulted him off the bridge or off the tower. So he yeah. did get a little murdery. I will say the scenes, I was interested a lot, the scenes of Bruce Wayne. Uh, more than him as Batman. I felt like the Batman <laughs> scenes were pretty weak. For the most part. Other than the reactions of the other characters on screen. But Batman himself was not really interesting to me. Bruce Wayne was very interesting to me. Yeah. That I felt like you could have done an entire movie of never showing Batman. And yeah. just like this uh, illusion of a Batman. And never mm-hmm. actually show it. Yeah. So I've I felt like you had potential there. Now we'll talk about the character that uh, you didn't care for too much, the Joker. And um, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think this is probably the best live action Joker I've ever seen. I don't know if I'll ever see one better than this. Uh, Jack Nicholson. This this is who he is. This is the role he was probably born to play. A lot of people said that before he took this role, by the way. Hmm. That they said, like, they saw him in other movies, and they always said, you know what? If they ever did a Batman movie, he would be the Joker, because it's definitely the role he was born to be. 
And apparently, I guess he he ad-libbed a lot of scenes himself. Hmm. That he really got into the character. See, like, okay, so I, I liked... Like, I like the Joker's lines, and I like the character and stuff like that. My problem with it is, I don't know, I'm not a big Jack Nicholson fan. I, I, I don't know. I know He's you're not. Just, and that's, that's probably part of my problem. And then the whole, like, anytime there was a close-up, like, whoever, whoever did the makeup for this should get, like, they, they, that guy was not A-tier, like, like it was so painfully like prosthetic glued to his face to give him that whole like smile illusion thing. Oh, I really like. I like that. He had like a I cutout thought, on his face. I know it was like funny. there was a per, like a perfect like cutout on his face. It looked horrible. It was painful to look at. Like I could have made that look better. Like with. Like it just, it just was, it just. Every time I saw it, it instantly took me out of the scene, and just all I could see was a terrible makeup job, a terrible prosthetic slapped on his face. Every time I saw it, it just instantly took me out of the scene, and just that's my, that was probably my biggest problem with it, is every time like because like whenever like it was from distance shots, it looked fine. He looked great from like more than five feet away. Whenever they did any sort of close-up, it was just horrendous. I just can't believe that they, that was acceptable. I don't know. I think it was to show that he, the Joker smiles a lot or something like that. And like I said, it, this is the first introduction to Joker. If this movie bombed or failed, like I said, I don't know if Batman would be where he is today. Mm-hmm. It's just so, like... Everything I had to go right. There, should, there was a lot writing on this movie. That he should have had like a face thing like that. I'm just saying it was done so heavy handed that it was just it was too much. I, I guess it did bo- I guess it didn't bother me much. I did like it when he was sitting at the table with all the gangsters and he was in his white his white skin, not his uh like his normal skin, not the not the white white skin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're all like why are you smiling? <laughs> he has this massive grin on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that scene was just great. And then he fries that dude with the electric buzzer. Yes, he just hooks him into a skeleton. Yeah. I'm uh, glad you're dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was that whole scene was really good. I think I think the total runtime there. Were, I remember seeing something on it that the Joker had like three to one uh, runtime uh, as far as like screen time compared to Batman. Like he actually had mm-hmm. three to one on that. The story which, was more about him. Yeah, and it's I don't, it was which was rightfully deserved. Honestly, I agree. He's the bigger name actor. Yeah. And like he's his story was actually interesting, uh-huh. compared to Batman's whatever love nonsense story he had going on there. Yeah, that wasn't believable at all. Yeah. And then we oh. had we had um, Joker's whole obsession with Vicky Vale, which super interesting. He appreciated her. <laughs> Because she 
was an artist as he was an artist. Yeah. Yeah, he said he wasn't a murderer. He was a the very first homicide 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 ah god damn it. Homicidal artist. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he said. That His he, art was death. Yes. Because they went is, to that art museum and just, just with, I think they were playing Prince with the books and just yes, destroying the whole Yes, all the music in this movie was Prince. Right, which is great, by the way. Mm-hmm. It makes it, don't, it doesn't age at all with that, but it's fine. Eh, it worked fine. So, what movie has Kiss from a Rose in? I thought that was from a Batman movie. Is that Batman Forever, then? I don't know. Because that's where that song was debuted, was in one of the Batman movies. I thought it was this one, but I guess not. Okay. Maybe, I think it's probably Batman Forever. Okay. But, um... Yeah, they had, uh, the Joker, like I said, had the, the most iconic lines. He looked like the Joker. I mean, shit, you probably didn't even have to put makeup on Jack Nicholson. He looks like a Joker. He looks like the Joker. Mm-hmm. The green hair really worked. In fact, the Arkham games, uh, that Joker is made to look like the Jack Nicholson Joker. So, huh. like, uh, also the animated series Joker looks like that, too. With the whole um, purple suit. Yeah. Because that's where they got it from. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of cool because I feel like I'm watching the the godfather of Batman movies. Like, this is like what spawned everything. So it's like the gateway drug to Batman. Like, I see where all the ideas came from. Like, someone saw this movie, like, ooh, I'm going to do this. Like, they improved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, like this is the base. This is this is the original formula that everything we basically know about Batman, like we current modern Batman, this is this is where it started. Joker had me laughing every time he was on screen. The the punching bag or the punching glove gun he had. I mean, fuck, that was hilarious. Where he just he broke two TVs in this movie. <laughs> yes, he must because, go through a the, lot of TVs. In the same room, because he broke a TV, and then in the, a couple scenes later, he breaks the TV, and you can see the other broken TV in the same room. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you, maybe you just don't like the makeup guy, but you can get past... Um, see, yeah, if I... See, I, I like the Joker. I love the Joker okay. in this. The character, okay. I love the character. It just, in in every time, like, he was fine. Like I said, it was only in his really close-up scenes that it really took me out of it, and I struggled with it. Like, whenever they had a close-up of him. But otherwise, like, when he was at a distance and everything, he was perfectly fine. It's just his makeup did not hold up for close-ups. I mean, it's, it, could, it could be because I... The whole the whole like effects makeup kind of thing like interests me a little bit, so I've watched a lot of stuff about that. 
So like gotcha. it was painfully obvious that it was a like prosthetic thing on his face instantly for me. And maybe to a normal person it that's not obvious. Maybe it's just because I I don't know, know too much. That could be a factor in it, but I don't know. I don't know. That might be the problem. People, it's just because I was painfully aware of it. Things, people nitpick things whatever for whatever reason they want to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I I dislike a lot of the Batman movies because Batman to me doesn't act like he doesn't do Batman things. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh like if you take a back look at the Justice League movie and the reason I dislike it is not the reason why everyone else dislikes it. People, there's people that dislike it. Like you saw the justice league movie, right? Yes. What, why did, did you like it? Yeah, it was, I, I don't know. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was a decent movie. Okay. Like See, I enjoyed I thought it. it. Was awful. Yeah. I thought it was awful. And my biggest issue with it was Batman's never in his mask. And I, I, that really bugged me the entire movie that he, every scene when he wasn't out, like in patrol, he had his fucking mask off and it's not something Batman would do. And, uh, and once when you're doing stuff that Batman would not do, it takes me out of the movie. Now in this one, um, I didn't feel that Batman was doing things that Batman normally would do for the most part. Um, I thought, I thought, was I, I love the Batcave by the way. I thought the Batcave was excellent. Mm-hmm. I like I could sell couldn't you tell exactly where Bruce Tim got the idea for the Batcave for the animated series? He got it from this movie. With the big ass fucking computer. Except I don't know, this I'm not, I'm not as familiar with the animated series, so well it's the same Batcave from every anywhere else. Okay. It's just the big yeah. the it's a bat. It's literally a cave of bats, and then a com- big ass computer in the basement. Yeah, I like that. The uh, it was a. If this this one felt more like a cave than a lot of bat caves we've seen, though. Yeah. Like some you, you sometimes you see the bat cave and it's just like a giant empty room full of machines and platforms and all that craziness and stuff like that. And like what the bat cave in the Justice League movie, I would argue wasn't a bat cave. <laughs> Right. Like it, 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 there was no cave features whatsoever in the Batcave of the Justice League movie, since we brought that one up. But like, there's different. And like this one, literally felt like he was in like a cave with a giant, like it was a giant ravine in there, and his computer was in like a side little alcove of the cave, and like it very much felt like a cave. And there was literally bats hanging from the ceiling everywhere. I didn't like that the suit was made of just pure armor. And there was a lot of times like that he'd get jumped and just shot up a bunch of times. <laughs> I, it just, eh. I think they needed to work better on the action. And I'll give it a little bit of a pass because it's the eighties, but they've had yeah, movies from the eighties with better action than this. See, I don't, yeah. Cause so his suit is armor. And yet, every time he got shot, he acted like he was dead. Like, he played dead every time he got shot, even though it obviously didn't affect him in any way. Right. And that confused me every time he did that. I'm like, why wouldn't you just keep going? Why would you stop if the armor is protecting you? 
it just like the yeah like the fighting the action the scenes like that it just it didn't feel right well batman was very slow in the movie too yeah he's slow see i feel like batman batman you don't you can't you don't shoot batman batman doesn't just stand there and take your shots right he disappears before you can shoot or he disarms knocks you knocks your or, gun out of your yeah, knocks, knocks your gun, your gun away out of your hand. Like there's, you don't just stand there and shoot Batman. And for this movie, the whole shtick was he kept just getting shot all the time and then was perfectly fine because he had armor. Right. It made me think that uh, Bruce Wayne wasn't even a good fighter. That he was literally uh, a, a dude in an armor, an armored suit. Yeah, he just bought himself a very expensive suit and a very expensive car and goes out and pretends to be Batman. That's kind of, it, it almost felt like that a little bit. Uh-huh. Like I didn't feel the training, the 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 um the stuff that Batman would have to do to do this. That so hmm. in that retrospect, I, I really felt like this should have been more of an origin movie. Um the story of Bruce Wayne almost and focus on Bruce as a person, which is what they did. But the Batman stuff always felt flat to me. Mm -hmm. Every time Batman was on screen, I I just didn't care for it. It was really cheesy, hokey. And sometimes like I couldn't watch it. I got to turn away. Like, Ooh, this is bad. Because he literally looked like a dude in a bat suit. Yeah, it wasn't. See, Batman over time, he's gotten. I, w- I want to say smoother. As Batman, he is more fluid, and like in like in this movie, he was stiff as a board, basically. Yeah. And that's it. Just in and the Batman we know that isn't right. And it doesn't feel right when it's like that. And it just, so it makes it, it's, it's very, it's very odd to us. I don't know. But I suppose so if, when this movie came out compared to what the sixties Batman. Yeah. They're like, wow, he's a good fighter. He can take bullets and everything like that. This was probably a revolution in Batman. Could be. I mean, at the Adam West Batman was a pretty good fighter too. They, he punched people so hard that the, the initials POW would show up on the screen. So, Yes. He had the power to summon words out of thin air. Right. I, I will say that, um, I mean, we'll skip towards more of the end now with the, the bell tower scene. That was a very tough scene to watch in general. Um, him yeah, walking that ending. slowly, methodically up those stairs is just, it, that scene went on way too long. I, I thought it was it was very funny because like so Joker and Vicky like they ran into the thing and like Batman like went in very like a, like a, not even a minute after them and yet they were at like almost the top of the tower and he threw her shoe off and it fell like halfway down the tower before it landed by Batman and I'm like how is he that far behind he walked in right behind them. Yep. And also, how did all of his henchmen get into the tower? <laughs> they were already up there. 
Why he were called they them already before, up there? He called them before he went in the tower. That was for the helicopter to pick him up. Right, but he also had his guys up there. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Probably right, they probably came from the helicopter. Okay. That Whatever. wasn't there yet. I mean, yeah, I don't know why there's a bunch of guys up there. Probably they needed some guys for Batman to fight. Yeah. So they could show I, off their I, I great would, action scenes. I would say fight very loosely in that. There he was, used like yeah, there was he a, used like what like a reaching. The ninja guy was jumping at him, and he just like close line to the ass. Yeah, he just like held out a stick and just like the guy just ran into the stick basically and knocked himself out. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was the, very amusing. And then the big dude, he was he was fighting him for a long time. I mean, way too long for an unnamed villain. This would have been a good spot for Bob. Yeah, I miss Bob. But I get why Joker killed him. And there was, what, one guy, like, jumped off of the second floor and just went straight through the floor. <laughs> and was just gone. <laughs> he didn't plan that one out. No, you just imagine, imagine you're that guy. You're that guy. You had this entire plan. You're gonna, you're gonna fight Batman tonight. You're like, you're thinking about it. You're like, I'm gonna be famous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a guy. When this is all said and done, and I'm in prison, I'm gonna tell people that I fought Batman. And mm-hmm. he doesn't even get to live to tell about it because he just jumps through the fucking floorboards. So now, if he yeah, survives, that he's the idiot who did, was was too stupid to at least throw a punch at Batman. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? If he's sitting in prison after this, he's going to say how Batman threw him through off the tower, just like that other guy. <laughs> yeah, that was because, great, too. Yeah, when he just murdered the guy. God. And then you had the scene with Joker. He's just dancing the whole time, which was so amusing. Mm-hmm. I did really appreciate that he had the acid flower. Side note. That's where they got the idea from. I know. I really appreciated that. I, I like the acid flower. Uh-huh. It's something it in the dark it's something in the dark night they got rid of. Mm-hmm. And I also bought the um the Joker and Batman uh their ideologies and like how they just it was a little simplified like joker wanted batman dead because batman's taking his glory and his press pretty much and he created him but i think that part he got over he's like he even said yeah you know how hard it was for me to get over that and i got over it And then uh, Batman wants revenge for his parents' murder, which, again, it's an issue for me because Batman, he doesn't do it for revenge. That's not why he's Batman. And I, I feel like I can understand if this was he's been Batman for like 15 years and he's finally like he snapped. But this is just it's, it's the first major villain he's fought and he already mm. wants to kill a guy. Yeah. So, 
So, and just throwing that out there, if he, as a child, he obviously remembers this. Were the police just that incompetent back then that they couldn't figure out who this guy was? Yep. He saw how incompetent they were. They couldn't figure out how to move a fucking bell tower or bell uh, to get in the door. What, there, were like, what, there were like 30 of them. They could have moved that thing. Really? I, I don't even think 30 of them could have moved that. Bells? That thing probably weighed like 1,000 pounds and was like jammed in the stairwell. Yeah. Get a get an axe and chop the door down and make yourself some room and move the fucking bell out of the way. So you can't go up the stairs because the stairs are taken out. I don't know. So get a so you get a helicopter up there. Hey, the police don't just have access to helicopters as easily as the Joker does. Apparently. They just have mobile spotlights so they can shine them at the building. So, I guess overall thoughts, um, I felt this was, like I said earlier, the godfather of Batman movies, so I give a lot of pass to it, but there are some criticisms I have with it. But I think overall as a whole, this is still one of those movies that I feel like uh, people would have fun watching still. Um, there's mm-hmm. scenes that haven't aged well, but overall I still feel like it's, a, it's aged pretty well as a movie. It's still watchable, yeah. it doesn't feel... Um, dated as you're watching it other than mm. the Prince references yeah it's very it's yeah, it's definitely you can definitely tell it's an older movie but it's it's got enough that it holds up like as a comp it's, it's, it's a solid story regardless right. of the how old it looks it's a solid story and it's interesting to watch and that is that makes it it's a good movie still Okay. And that's the beauty of a well-written movie. Yep. So this was uh, this was pretty successful, and because of the success of this movie, they gave Tim Burton full creative control over next week's movie, which is Batman Returns. It's starring Michael Keaton, uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and Michelle Pfeiffer as um, Catwoman. Hmm. Interesting. So for me, it's going to be really weird watching Danny DeVito be something other than Frank from Always Sunny. Cause that's yeah, I be... don't think I've ever seen this movie. Never saw Batman Returns, huh? I don't think I've ever seen... I definitely have never seen Danny DeVito as the Penguin. That is never something I've seen in my life. <laughs> He's, again, like Jack Nicholson as the Joker, this was the role he was born to play. Hmm. Okay. They did a really good job, I think, by making him look like a, like a penguin. <laughs> hmm. And he comes off as a pretty menacing villain. But at the same time, like, credible enough where you feel like he could, he could win. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. So we will do that next week. And then after that, we got um, Batman Forever and Nightmare Before Christmas. 
will debut our new podcast that doesn't have a name yet that is be called the review of dumping grounds and coffee grounds with that i'm andrew karachi alongside andrew quimby and we'll be back next bat time of beware the batcast channel one best podcast Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joe.